Hey out there in mommy land, this is Mom Unfiltered. I am your host, Jacqueline. Today, we are having a chat from my sister, fellow neurodivergent mama, Dee Elmore. She is an amazing mother of two littles. Her bout with life gave her a vision to write and make it plain. She's an organized maven and a fashion designer, among other things. I am so pleased to share our conversation on gratitude. We are talking about words that bring us gratitude that start with the letter B. And now it's time for our program. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on the show today. Um, so listen, I'm in the 26 days of gratitude. And what I wanted to do with this is take 26 days and take each letter of the alphabet and talk about what I am grateful for and um, just talk about some mom stuff with you today. So um, I'm going to share what I'm grateful for that starts with a B. Today is B. And then I'll have you share what's what's what you're grateful for that starts with a B. Um, as I was reflecting this morning, um, B is like, I'm like, Lord, <laughs> I don't know why I did this, Lord. <laughs> I guess, you know, you call me to do stuff. Um, and so right. I was like, well, what? what am I thinking about B? And I started playing that song by Maverick City Breathe in my head. And I was like, yes, I have been so grateful for having a breath. Um, I have friends who died of COVID. And in the mm -hmm. last few years, people have been consumed. Their breath has been consumed. Um. Mm -hmm. And they have left this earth because they were unable to breathe. And I was like, I'm so grateful to be able to breathe. I don't even care what I smell no more. You know, some stink. I'm just like, okay, it just, all right, just move past it. I can smell but, it. I can breathe. That means I'm right. right. If I can smell it, I can breathe. Woo. And just filling up my lungs right. with air and, and being able to worship and being able to yell at my kids. I mean, really. I can breathe. Like, I, I being able to whisper to them, being able to talk to them, I can breathe, and so I'm excited for that. Um, and that's what my reflection was for today. How about yeah. you? Um, I would say I am grateful for hmm balance. Now, I think that. I've learned the difference or maybe that there's like nuance in what balance is. It's not necessarily like being super intentional about trying to make everything like just so, but knowing that like there are going to be some days that are going to be, I'm going to feel more put together. And then there's going to be some days where I'm going to just be like, I need to lay down because I cannot, like, I just need the rest of the day to just not, to just continue the way it is because I just can't, I'm overloaded and 
if I try to try to if I try to handle things too much at this point, it's gonna fall apart. It's gonna slip through my fingers. And so, but having the opportunity to just be mindful of, um, or just having the awareness that like there are some times where I will just be able to do it all and enjoy life. And then there's some days where it's really hard and they're still okay. It's, it's still okay. So, yeah. yeah. Balance is a good one. Um, as a mom, <laughs> trying to find that, I, I think it's like trying to chase and, and look for a unicorn or find that pot of gold. It's like, what does balance look like? And if, and, you know, for me, every mom has a different view of what balance looks like. So what, what is your overall view of what balance in your life? What do you want that to look like? Um, you know, as you were just talking, another word that came to mind was boundaries. Mm. And I think that's how I've been able to manage some sort of balance, right? Where there was some time ago that I learned that time was a boundary. Like I could have a time boundary, meaning like I need this amount of time to do this. This is, you know, knowing that I need this much time to do it and not feel stressed or crunched or pressed. Because for so long, I have been doing things kind of just right on top of each other, kind of last minute on the go because I had gotten used to the thought, the mindset of procrastination mm-hmm. and like feeling like if I didn't feel that urgency that I felt after I had procrastinated and had to rush to do things, that the feeling of like that peace of having a whole lot of time to do something and I'm not rushing, I got it done and I might still have some time left over and I'm not sweating <laughs> and anxious, like thinking about the fact that like, that's a, that's actually the ideal thing. Like the other stuff, you can still do it with a sense of urgency and it still gets done and it gets done probably much better because I gave myself that time, right? Yeah. And so learning boundaries for the time that I spend on particular things. Like um, I have a couple of like neurodivergencies. I have to manage PTSD and they're all disorders, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, I have my boundary for the disorder is to allow there to be space for the mess so that I can feel a little safe that there's some mess happening that I can't, that I really just can't do anything about. Um, and understanding that like life in general is messy. So to not feel like I have to micromanage everything has really allowed me to like, be like, okay, now I can sit here with my kids and enjoy just sitting there, even if I'm not like fully playing all the little toys or whatever, but I could be engaged and aware and present with them and not feel pressure to be always doing something or that if something's not getting done, you know, because I've given myself the space and opportunity to like, just be where I am for sure. Oh yeah. The presence, it's the presence for me. I am. I get it. I get it. Before I moved into my home, that's what I was so busy 
trying to do stuff with the kids, but you know, and when I started my journey of gratefulness and it really started, um, a couple of years ago, um, I started stopping and watching them and now I do it more Mm -hmm. and now I'm just sitting there and whether they think I'm looking at them or not, they think I'm on my phone or read my, I'm actually just watching them and listening to them and just absorbing everything. Cause, cause you don't get that time back. You don't, you don't get you that. Really time don't. Back. And I think as a mom, as a new mom, and for the first handful of years in like conception to now, because I feel like I, decided that I was a mother when I had learned I conceived. Not a lot of people get to do that, but not a lot of people want to do that. And that's fine. But I just, for me, I was like, uh, leading up to that point, I didn't think I could have children. And then there were some other times where I just felt like I would not actually even survive, right? And so when God gave me my son, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, well, I don't want to mess them up. I don't want to, you know, like I have all these things I want to do for them, I, I, for him, for both of them. Cause I mean, it started with him, but with her now that they're like back to back, it's like, whoa, I got to speed it up. And I do feel that urgency, but then I'm also like, you know, because I guess I feel that urgency and like understanding mortality now more mm-hmm. so COVID, but also knowing that like God willing, my children will out will outlive me. Yes. But also like as like hopefully I get to live a long life before they outlive me. Right. right? And so it's just like, but inevitably I will die. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I die before them. And I would love to be able to leave something to them that is valuable and beautiful and bountiful and all of those things. And it feels really urgent, especially because COVID and all these things are happening around us where it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like darkness and gloom and all that stuff around us. But then it's like, also, I don't want them to grow up seeing all the things that I did or whatever, but didn't feel my presence because right. it's not what you did for them it's how they made you how you made them feel mm-hmm. they're not going to remember all the stuff that you did for them they're not going to know all the things you did for them but if you made them feel like they mattered while you know you're saying that you're doing all these things for them then when they're off on their own they will feel that presence of you with them in a positive way and not in a traumatic way Right. And that thing just sat with me so deeply that I'm just like, okay, no, let me sit here. Let me quiet that little chatter that makes me feel like I have to be doing something all the time mm-hmm. because there will be time for all those things. And when it's my time, then it is. Like, I literally can't do anything about it. Right. So be where I am. Right. That's really what it is. It's so funny that you would talk about mortality and things like that. I, um, <laughs> I said... I was reading uh, in Genesis and after Mm -hmm. Noah, after Noah, the people just went crazy. 
You know, they, they went crazy out. before <laughs> Noah. They and they they did it again. And God said, you know what? I'm not gonna have none of y'all live past 120 years. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, God. That's still a long time. Right. <laughs> so you know what I asked? Lord, can I live to be 120? Can I get that, please? Can I get that? I mean, shoot. You know, I'll take 80 <laughs> if that's where I'm at. But, you know, 120 because is amazing. I want to see, see them grow up. I want to see how they turn out. Um, I want to make sure they're all okay. I, you know, even though, like you, like you said, I want to make sure I want to leave them something, you know, bountiful and beautiful and, you know, something that they can leave, remember me by, leave them a legacy, but I want to see, I want to see my son's children, you know, I want to see my daughter's children. Um, Well, a couple of years ago when TikTok was musically, I made mm, a video. oh yeah I made a video and uh I made a video from Snapchat posted it to Musically but I had the old lady face and I had mm-hmm. my children sitting around me and I was like hey everybody I'm here with my with my baby that's Eliana's baby and that's Michaela's baby that's Michaela that's Angela's baby and uh oh and this is Zeke the third you know right right but they were they were all mine I just had to and and it was so cute I was like I can't Mm -hmm. wait to get to that part of my life where I can just be telling people these is my grandbabies look and that's my grandbaby over there like I just yeah just to have that the shock of ever like does it still or does it wear off ever the shock of like being a mom it's because I sometimes look at my kids and be like I have real children I have real people that I'm trying to raise here real people yeah 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 it (laughs) girl every morning I wake up and I'm like I have children like God has (laughs) children and sometimes sometimes I'm bawling in tears because Mm -hmm. God gifted me children and I thought that I couldn't have children. I was in that space where I thought I couldn't have children. I was going to be this fabulous auntie. And yep. I have children. Mm-hmm. And there are so many other women that I love to pieces and I pray for that don't have children. And I was like, wow, God, like I desire for women who want children girl y'all get you some kids y'all need to get you some kids <laughs> want right. to, like any way I can help you get you a baby whatever you baby. need so I can whatever you need like let's, let's wrong, find that let's just find you a way because right it is a the word says children are a gift from God and like how much does your father love you to give you a gift of a human being, another human being? Well, I feel like it's like indicator of not only life being a choice, but like choosing to live your life in service of others. Yeah. Right. Like knowing that there's something within you that is for someone else. Right. 
like because literally at the moment of conception I'm like this is not even my body anymore like this right. is for somebody else I have to provide the security and protection I'm the first level of security and protection for this child like you know no matter whether I have a partner or not which right. is like the second level of protection I am the very first the level first. of protection like you know That's crazy and God trusted me with that level of responsibility from the jump. Like that part. Jump. That like, part. And I'm like, really? Like <laughs> I'm like, Lord, uh, are you sure? Me? Cause I mean, you didn't see that yesterday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you didn't see me just trip over my own feet. <laughs> Like it reminds me because I am so reminded of that when I when I called that one call when I was still living in Washington and I called and I was boohoo crying on the phone with y'all and I was like I don't know what I'm about to do I'm about to be that girl I'm not I don't I'm not trying to be that girl what am I supposed to be doing and I just I had no clue that that was just part of something way bigger that guy was like, it's not about these kids either. It's not about the kids. Like I am showing you because you are hard headed. So you need a physical manifestation to sh for me to show you some things that I know that are inside of you, but I allowed it to happen just like this so that you can see it is something within you that needs to come out in the same way. There's, there's a gestation period there is, you know, Braxton Hicks, right? Like that kind of like, oh, it's about to be here. Like that anxiety, but it's like, you know, just kind of tripping you out, but it's also like getting you ready. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, but I'm about to be ready. Then you have a nesting phase, right? And so even when our purpose is just like that, like you are literally birthing that and like as a woman that is the truest form and connection to God like I feel like we came first mm -hmm. like for me if you were to tell me how to tell that how to tell the Adam and Eve story I'm like no we came first and he, he gave Adam his purpose he gave Eve his her purpose but he was saying something to her and there was something that was happening somewhere else that she just slipped up that's but whatever he designed but her but he didn't he didn't he designed her but he had to take the rib to make her complete. He had already had her over there in the corner. He already, he, he, had, he, he had to have had her in mind when he made Adam right. to be like, no, no, no. But look, like he might've made him first because he was just like, you know, but like, he's like, no, no, no. But the thing is in order for it to, for me to be complete, this woman needs to be right. Because that's what we are who perpetuates the rest of God's will, like we yes. bring that into life. Yes, because he, he said, "Be fruitful," and and um, what? Oh goodness, I hate when I forget stuff. But I know um, he said, "Be fruitful and come multiply. on, multiply, multiply." There you go. Thank you. Yes, right. <laughs> the simplest so word: bear, be fruitful and multiply. And you, you lather, rinse, and repeat. Because he mm -hmm. said you got to do it, you got to do it, and then you got to do it again. You got to believe, and then you got to do it, and then you got to do it again. And then you have dominion. Like, that's dominion. all 
and then you have dominion. But you gotta believe it first. Look at all these bees we've been we were in here just throwing out. Right. <laughs> believe, bounty, yeah. boundary, like all of the Boundaries, things. But beautiful. believing is what comes first. Yes. Birthing. Birthing. Yes. Birth. Braxton Hicks. Braxton Hicks. <laughs> Listen, if you ain't caught the gems before, listen, we didn't give you hints now. It's over. <laughs> wow. God is so good. But yeah. So just good. The, the, so just good. the depth of his, his awesomeness. That was yesterday. Just the abundance of it, of it all. Um, the magnitude. You remember, okay, what was the term that you used when we were talking yesterday or the other day and you had said something, it was like something will, not just God's perfect will, but it was oh, something else. Permissive where, will. Permissive will. Permissive will. Where it was like, I'm going to let you get your, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to let you get I'm your head. You get what you, what you get. Bump your you head or whatever. Up. Right. Like, I'm going to let you fall and bump your head bump because <laughs> sometimes you gotta do it yeah um yeah babies are three and four mm. and mine are oh 21 15 12 and seven mm. i loved three and four that was my favorite age those ages they're so sweet they talk they're so much so I'm like sweet <laughs> oh no they keep talking they keep they don't stop they just be so they don't stop but they're like parents so they, were, they repeat mm -hmm. everything rinse and repeat mm -hmm. yeah what are you enjoying at this age three and four um their ability to like interpret their kind of understanding and kind of learning discernment already so they can now like differences of things they understand tones like their understanding of things and un and kind of knowing like or helping me to be aware that where they are now that is coming out you know, whether it's like good things that they're learning or not so great things that they're learning. Right. That it was like a trajectory of things that they had observed even before they had true language to mm -hmm. articulate them. Right. And so at the moment that they had the opportunity to actually articulate all the things that had been absorbing, it's just so amazing that they can put those things together. Like I don't have to teach them English, like right. grammar. For them to know how to put a sentence together. Right. I can just talk to them and they can put those words together. Like between maybe two, when my son was like two, between two and three and three turning four, that type of, um, we're going to, that type of like correction, like self-correcting in the middle of a sentence because he knew he was missing a word. I was like, oh, look at you. So smart. Right? It's so cute. I remember when my daughter, my oldest daughter was about two. She was mm. just learning her words, just getting them. 
but one day we were in the car and I don't know where we were driving. And all of a sudden, I think she spilled out every word that she knew. Like every word. She was saying words that I had never heard her say before. I mean, she was just yelling them out like it's mom. Look what I, you know, look what I know. I know, I know, I know. All these words I know. Right. And I'm like, oh, wow, that vocabulary is massive, little girl. Mm-hmm. then when she was four years old she said a sentence I said um where are you going she goes actually I'm going over my TT's house and I'm like yes actually that's the new actually, one actually you're four what do you know about actually and you used to right, like, like matter of fact matter of fact now that right. you ask, exactly and I'm like wow and how my 15 yeah. year old, she has a British accent and I have no idea where it came from. That's crazy. She's had it since she was, <laughs> mommy, mom, mommy. <laughs> she felt like, I'm going to go get a spot of tea. <laughs> like, who are you? Where did you come from? And Did we swap like, you with somebody? Right. Are they waiting for their child to come Like on? their whole personalities. Everybody has their personalities and they're so different. And yet yeah. they're the same. You know, they're the same mm-hmm. seed. It's a trip. Yeah. I appreciate it. It is. So much. That is it's true. hard work though. That is true. It's a lot of hard work. Like it's a definitely around the clock like you don't get days off even when you have a day off mm-hmm. work and I was like wow like I really need to believe that there is something on the other end of this because if I stop believing at some point I'm going to fail my children <laughs> <laughs> and it's not gonna be fun for them and I you know I think because we are in a new season just as like a community of people Mm-hmm. that our you know mental health is like at the very forefront now whereas like when I was growing up if you had to go to therapy it was because something was wrong with you mm-hmm. it wasn't that you needed to do any kind of maintenance or anything like that and now to know that like everyone needs therapy and yes at this point because we waited so long that right. there are probably a lot of things <laughs> that are kind of off about us but that it's okay to need some help and to lean on someone who specializes in helping us manage our mess like because that's major like I think what got me into getting in like doing organization and stuff is just eliminating chaos that was the name of the company I used to work for it's called eliminate chaos that was like my first taste of like understanding my own personal neurodivergence and like mm-hmm. my own disorders and like why things were just kind of getting tucked away and hoarded it was like I was hoarding my thoughts wow and they were just getting backed away and backed away and backed away but as I started working there I realized like every time I work I'd come home and throw away one thing wow and it was like in my mind, it was kind of like my mind was doing the same thing. And so now I have the the space and opportunity in my space and in my mind to actually like see the things that I have, right? Because you have to be able to like get through all of that junk Mm -hmm. 
to see what things that are valuable to you right and it's just so like amazing that like I'm just so amazed at how God used so many things that happened in my life to show me what I actually had like yeah it's super valuable I think that's awesome and that's and that's the amazing thing about God he does he shows us who we are and what is our purpose and you know I don't believe everybody just has one purpose. You have one purpose in life. I think we have seasons where where we have our purpose and that God can mm-hmm. use those seasons. And, mm-hmm. you know, one season I was an artist. One season I was a health and fitness coach. Once, And it's not because like, oh, you can't, you know, keep your stuff going. No, I, these are things that, I have a purpose for, and it was a time and season. This is a season for me to be a mom. There was a season mm-hmm. where I was a wife twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm back. And if God wants that season for me to be a wife again, he'll make that happen. But we, right. there, there are seasons where we have um, purpose. There are seasons yeah. where we have purpose. And sometimes our purpose is just to sit down and watch. Right. Right. Sit down and watch. All right. So I'm going to. Okay, D, let's do this. I'm going to have you um, close out our day B, day two, letter B, gratefulness um, with your final thought. Um, B for B where you are. Um, that's the beginning of everything. That's the beginning of believing that you have what it takes, believing that you have something, believing that what you have is valuable. You just have to like be where you are first. And so many things follow and you just realize that it's so much more than you could have ever imagined when you really just sit and let it kind of let the moment just take over you in that way it's it's pretty awesome be where you are all right ladies you heard it be where you are and so i thank you all for coming and listening and D, I thank you for being my guest today it is so amazing to talk to you I just I'm just learning so much we got to talk more (laughs) so ladies we will see you next time bye Thank you for tuning into our program. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and leave us a comment. I can't wait to see you all next week on Mom Unfiltered.